Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It was a weekend full of Sunshine State college football messages sent. But who sent the biggest message? Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. This is the tough part about Labor Day weekend. It's great to have Monday off. I had so many college football takes in the arsenal I needed to to unleash yesterday, and now they're just going to come pouring out today. I'm about to explode. This was one hell of a true start to the college football season. I mean, that was hot. Saturday was hot. If you like college football in this state, you like the big three, you like the Canes, you like Florida State, you like Florida, this was big time. And I got to say, I'm going to proclaim it right now. You're not back yet, but Florida State, I can't tell you how important Sunday night was. Mm. I can't tell you. It's hard to put into words just how profoundly important Sunday night was. Messages all over the place. Uh, Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. This is our... Uh, de facto Monday in the Anajar Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the muggy and undesirable Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is my radio life partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And Tuesday means, and it's very sad, our lone solitary day with him in the mix because of Labor Day. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Did you end up working yesterday anyways? Of course I did. Yeah, that's of what course I thought. I, I was thinking about you yesterday. I was wondering if you were uh, on the old tube. I work on any day that ends with Y these days. Yeah. So they're burning me. Two, two, uh, <sighs> what do they say about the candle twins? One wick, stick. Light it both sides. I don't think it's that. <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah, uh, burning the midnight oil. You could say that. No, it's lighting a candle from uh, both sides, bo- and both, both ends. ends, both ends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what's happening. I kind of put the cart before the horse with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. There you see. <laughs> he was just going to uh, to be unleashing sayings upon us. Are they correct? Are they uh, are they are they a little bit off? Yeah. We don't know. He's just going to be throwing them out there. Today. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. That's very well done. Yes. Very well there done. There was one we used recently. It was don't jump the gun, or it was something gun related that yeah. we, we didn't know correctly. Oh, oh, firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not a gun reference. That is. That's a car. No, no, no. Oh, it is. That's what happened. That's firing what happened. on all yes. cylinders. Yes. It's your you engine. See, it's your Theo, engine. Ken's and we got, thought it was a gun for a second because when I first said it the first time on <laughs> TV, Christ. I said rolling on all uh, cylinders because I was thinking, uh-oh, like, Theo, was that just me and you? Was Ken not here? Ken, I don't think Ken was here for that one. So we embarrassed you because we he was saying it's firing all cylinders and we thought it was, you know, kind of gun related. But. And then somebody called in and told us it was a car. And we right. were like, yeah, you're right. Engines. Yeah. Oh, maybe, my God. Maybe we shouldn't have brought and that up. And it happened on this show? It happened on yeah, this show. On this show yeah. Oh, for yeah. the love of In God, your you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. It's fun times. God. Uh, that's fine. I'm sure I'm going to get something horribly wrong at some point here. Uh, let's, let's start with what happened on Sunday at the Superdome. Now, I want to make it abundantly clear, too. There may be nothing finer in all of sports 
than seeing Brian Kelly lose. Yeah. The amount of glee, the amount of satisfaction that washed over me as Brian Kelly's begrudgingly coming out of the locker room for the third quarter and being forced to chat with ESPN, I want you to listen to the inspiration that is new LSU head coach Brian Kelly after his team was down at halftime. An abomination of a performance in the opening two quarters, and I want to listen to the man who is going to bring glory back to the bayou, Brian Kelly. Opportunities there in that first half as you're only down by four. What was your message? Uh, we can't play any worse than that, I don't think. I mean, it's my first game. Maybe we can. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! LSU fans, you're paying you're paying ten million a year for that. Mm. For that, he says. Uh, there's there's only up from here, or or we could just keep going down. Mm-hmm. Or like it, this seems like the worst, but <laughs> yeah. maybe it's not the worst. Yeah. Maybe there's more worse to come. Then he reminded us, it's my first day here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what? Who's to say oh, what happens with this team? God, that was it's only so my, good. It's only my first year. Yeah, It's only my first day, my first year. Maybe we're going to get worse than this. Yeah. Maybe we'll be crappier than what we did. I don't know. I'm just Brian Kelly. I spin around in circles, and I have recruits set on my lap. I don't know. Yeah. So then the, the the Florida State did everything it could to lose this game. I mean, they tried. They tried really, really, really hard. Okay? Now, they fumble on the one late in this game. They have a chance to put it away. Nope. Pfft. On the ground, okay? Notre Dame takes over at the one. Goes 99 yards. Not Notre Dame. Not uh, d- d- uh, <laughs> I get it. We're talking Brian uh, Kelly. God. LSU. LSU. They look like Notre Dame in a big game, but <laughs> that's going to be hard to adjust to. <laughs> yes. LSU, 99 yards. And then we have the longest unnecessary review in officiating history. Yeah. Because Jason Taylor's kid uh, catches a pass over the middle. By the way, do I... How old? And we're going to talk about this. A couple things happened this weekend where I feel old as hell. But Jason Taylor's kid catches a pass over the middle, okay? Trying to get out of bounds. His knee goes down. Uh, There's one second on the clock. And for whatever reason, it took the officials 27 minutes to figure out what to do, okay? 27 minutes to figure out, oh, yeah, the clock stopped because they got a first down. We're going to place the ball. We're going to snap it. There's one more play to be run unless they didn't snap it. But also, Florida State called a timeout. Yes. So that... It negated anything. So this was the most ridiculous (laughs) thing about all of this is that I don't necessarily think it's stupid. No, no, no. They could have. There's one thing the challenge. They called a timeout. You have to get the defense you want out there. You have to make sure you have the right guys out there. They said there was three down linemen there. Like you want your best guys. I just want your best defense. I mean, why are we? Why are we? Why are we reviewing? If Florida State called the timeout after they placed the ball. Like right. What was going to happen? Florida State had 27 and a half minutes to get their personnel on the right, field. Right, okay. Right. And then once LSU got on the field and they were to have to ball get placed, blow the whistle, an immediate snap. Okay. You got to get all that right. There's a chance LSU doesn't get the That's snap true. off because That's, there's a chance. Hashtag college kids. Yeah. Right. But then Florida State, after all that time, like, oh, time out, time out, time out, time out. Time out. We, uh, we, uh, we don't like what we have out there. That, I'm like, Jesus, what are you guys doing? And that opens and that opens it up to get reviewed to check in the more because that, remember that timeout happened before they started reviewing if he was out or not. They called the timeout because so after he got the first down, we thought he went out of bounds. Right, so right, they right. were like, okay, clock stops. They're gonna get set up. They got set up. Florida State didn't like their personnel, like Stone says, so they right. called the timeout. 
Then we review it. Right. And I'm like, what's the point of reviewing if you went out or not that the Florida State called a timeout? So so LSU gets the opportunity then to set up the play. And so the clock's not going to start. And obviously, this is what happens (laughs) after 99 yards. Brian Kelly's Notre Dame, nope, LSU. Out there in the flat off a measure of kick. Let's decide it. Right here in New Orleans, Jaden Daniels. Obviously, but then here comes the extra point from LSU. Joe Tessitore on ESPN, Florida State blocks the extra (laughs) point to beat LSU. I mean, again, Florida State did everything it could to hand that away, even though they vastly outplayed LSU in this game. LSU's defense was trashy. Garbage. I mean, it was trashy. Mm. Its quarterback play was eh. But, man, Brian Kelly has some work to do. And who knows? Maybe they'll play worse. Maybe they'll be worse (laughs) than they were in the first half. Who knows? But no matter how it went down, that was such an important win for Florida State as a whole. But then there's Florida, who Saturday night, of all of the big three in the state, had the only ranked team coming in in number seven, Utah. Utah, stacked. Utah, good team. Utah is an extremely disciplined team, and they came in, and this was a back-and-forth battle. Anthony Richardson, this dude is a maestro, Mm. and I am about to apologize after we hear the incredible play that he made to extend the Florida lead in the fourth quarter at the Swamp, Anthony Richardson flushed out of the pocket, making men miss, rolling to his right, and just throwing darts. Here's Anthony Richardson from ESPN. Anderson goes in motion. All right, so I have to admit something here, okay? Last year, FAU started the season at Florida. Emory Jones was the starting quarterback for the Gators. Emory Jones, who's now with Herm Edwards at Arizona State. And uh, Anthony Richardson was sort of a nice novelty to Gators fans. Yeah, he's like a weapon. At that point, right. Like a sub-package guy. And he's an athletic freak in that game. He, like, hurtled an FAU defender, and there were oohs yeah. and ahs from the crowd and all of that. But nothing about his arm was overly impressive It was to terrible. Me. That it wasn't very good. He clearly was a freak. He stood out. You know how in high school, you know who the D1 recruits are because they just look different and better than everybody else? Like, yeah. That was Anthony Richardson when he yeah. ran with the ball. Problem is, he's a quarterback. I mean, okay. quite quite literally because he was a freshman. He was an 18, 19-year-old kid. Right. So he was still like a high school but recruit out there. I felt underwhelmed by him because, great, he can run. I've seen a ton of outstanding running quarterbacks in my life. But he, he's not going to be anything if he can't throw the football. Um, I think I might have been wrong about Anthony Richardson. Mm. I made an observation off of a young player who hadn't found himself yet. And now a full off season where he truly kind of knew he was going to be the guy. I think it was pretty clear Billy Napier was leaning his way from the start. Uh, that guy's really, really damn good. So good. I mean, he is. He's scary. He's terrifying. He's scary. And honestly, it, it has me, and I think it's too early to get into that conversation, but I'm wondering who the 
best quarterback in the state of Florida is right now. We can have that conversation. It, we can have that conversation. It's an open dialogue, at least. Because TVD, uh, he led the only offensive attack that put up 70 in all of college football this yeah. weekend as the Canes beat down Bethune-Cookman 70-13. to And TVD throwing with touch and finding his favorite target Saturday as part of this Bethune-Cookman beatdown on ESPN. Getting some messages from the sideline. Van Dyke, plenty of time. Pumping. Oh, he's got Restrepo open for the touchdown. Easy pitch and catch to his roommate, Xavier Restrepo. So, uh, TVD to Restrepo. Hopefully, we're hearing that an awful lot mm. this season. Yeah, There's well, we'll, no be hearing, we'll be hearing about why they're, room, they're roommates oh, every yeah. week, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 We'll be yeah. hearing that whole thing. It's about to become that. Did you know Nick O'Leary is, <laughs> uh, is, is Jack Nicholas's grandson? Yeah. It's going to be that same thing over and over again. But uh, that was a blasting. And that was the Canes coming out saying, we got a new headman. We're going to impose our will. We're going to get the job done. Um So my question is, of the big three this weekend, because all three programs, Miami, Florida, both with the new head coach, and Florida State with a coach who, if it doesn't get done this year, he's probably gone, or the drumbeat for that is going to be real loud. Mm. They all sent messages. How do we translate them when it comes to proving yourself, proving a point? Which of those three proved the biggest point this weekend? Was it the Canes putting up 70 on Bethune-Cookman? Was it Florida taking down top 10 Utah? Or was it Florida State beating Brian Kelly and LSU? Not Notre Dame, but LSU. Which program proved the most this weekend of the big three? The Canes, the Gators, or the Knolls? 888 888- 760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. I say Florida State because is LSU good? I don't know. Probably not, right? Like they reeked of maybe a seven or eight win team. Mm. That defense, as you said, uh, Stone was trashy. Yeah. It was trashy. But I'm just talking about from the perspective of trajectory of program. Okay, Florida State hasn't just been a plateau over the last four or five years. It's been a steady decline over the past four or five years. And what stopped that decline, the boulder that was in the way of tumbling to certain death down the side of uh, this, this mountainous landscape, was 4th and 14 beating Miami last year. The yep. body of Florida State football got caught on that boulder, but it's what kept it from plunging over the edge to certain death. And now it seems like that was a confident Florida State win. It wasn't just how they won. And yes, they tried to give it away, but the vast majority of that game, they were the better team. And Jordan Travis, like he might be kind of a dude. Yeah. Did you see how he would stand in the pocket? He I love the play calls. It gave him time to throw over the middle. They diced the middle of the LSU defense. He threw off his back foot. He threw off balance. He stepped up in the pocket. He showed the whole array of throws. This is also someone that I've not been blown away by. That was his best performance, in my opinion, period, in a Knowles uniform. For sure. I, th- I thought it was funny when you shot me the text. and like, hey, hey, Jordan Travis looks really good because when you watch some of these kids who haven't been in the lineup for, you know, three seasons or, or any more than that, like you can s- tell how much confidence the offensive coordinator has in them. 
A lot of a lot of it was pro style. Like most of the time, when you have a younger guy, you want to get him moving outside the pocket. You want to do a lot of play action. He was dropped back, throwing balls on rhythm on third and long. And yeah, everything. it was really impressive. There were a couple of throws where it's a designed rollout to his left, and he's stopping and he's throwing right. back across his body into the middle of the field. But it's on target. It's between defenders. He's confident in what he's full doing. Control of that offense. Yeah, full control. That's the best way to put it. Absolutely. And this is why, to me, Florida State's win over Florida and the uh, or Florida State's win. Um, is is better, to me, proved a bigger point than Florida's over Utah or the Canes over Bethune-Cookman putting up that 70 spot with Cristobal in charge because this has not only been stopping the bleeding or stopping the plummet, but now it kind of feels like Florida State is in a position to start climbing back up the mountain. I do think that we might have hit a fork in the road for Florida State. There might be a chance, and they're not back. And I've heard some Florida State fans are seen or seen Florida State players on Twitter. We're back means we're back. No, 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 no. Don't fall into that trap. Because Texas says they're back every single year, and then they're never back. Okay, don't be like that. Yeah. But you beat Miami. You almost beat Florida. You come back and you win the season opener at the Superdome against LSU, and you've shown market improvement. I think that's huge for the trajectory and the momentum and the the perception of Florida State football. That's why I hold it to a higher standard, the point that Florida State proved, than I do Florida, than I do Miami. You know, Ken, I, um, and I hate to disagree with you because just a couple weeks ago, I was out here professing my love, and I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, but I was professing my love for what I saw out of FSU because when I saw them and looked in their eyes, at, SA, at ACC kickoff. Ooh, Jesus, caught God. the vibe. Remember might, we talked about this. You might have caught the vibe. I from... caught a little bit of the vibe. Like by the way, we're, like deb- we're debuting this week, good vibes, bad vibes. Yeah. It's the football analysis of one stone Lebanowitz. So, Can't wait. So, and, and as you get ready to debut it, anybody that's heavily anticipating it, which you should be. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, need to, you need to know that it, it pays dividends because I felt the vibes from Mike Norville. Oh, Jesus. From Mike Wait, Norville. Mike from Norville Jordan gives Travis. off the vibes of a piece of white bread. <laughs> <laughs> it was some white bread that looked pristine to get out there and, and, and fight. Crystal clear and fight white bread. Yeah. And I, I felt the vibes from them. I felt the confidence. And they went out there. And, and at the very least, you can say, yeah, LSU might not be that good. Yeah, FSU tried to give the game away, but that was a confident Seminoles bunch and something that we haven't seen in yeah. the past two or three years. There was some, there was some edge, yeah. to them. So, do you do you think Florida State proved the biggest point this week? No, no, they didn't. That's why I hate to disagree with you, Ken. You're my guy, but the University of Florida. Not only did they knock off a top ten team and a team that a lot of people, experts, were penciling in as a college football playoff team, which that's now out the window for mm-hmm. Utah. In the Pac-12, you, you have to run the, you have to go perfect in the Pac-12 to make it. So that's yeah, out of the at window. At least for this them. year, uh, in the Pac-12, is going to exist two years. From yeah, now. we're yeah, going to yeah. be a one-loss team, and one of the SEC teams has to have two losses. But yeah. other than that, you no. got to be perfect. Even still, you got to be about, perfect. Think about this: yeah. a one-loss Pac-12 team at the end of the year versus a two-loss Alabama or Georgia or Texas A&M. <laughs> Though I will say a one a one loss USC, there is going to be college sure. football playoff. Uh, yeah. th- that committee is going to be rubbing its collective nipples to try and give Lincoln <laughs> Riley a spot in right. the playoffs. Especially Trust me if on that. Georgia were to lose to like Tennessee and yeah. Kentucky. Oh yeah, I'd be like, oh Lincoln, who get in that playoff? <laughs> get in that playoff, <laughs> mm, Trojans. <sighs> Oof. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Piggyback <laughs> off of that, but what I will say is, 
Florida proved the most because they proved a lot of people wrong about Utah being a playoff team because yep. they nixed that. But then also they proved that they have a guy at quarterback at the most important position in all of sports that might be a guy that will be at a Heisman Trophy ceremony well, at the end of the year. I'm not saying he'll win it. I'm just saying he could put up the kind of numbers and carry that team funny, in that way. Funny you say that because his odds went from 80 to 1 before the game to 20 to 1. Exactly. Which is so, ridiculous. Which, it's ridiculous. It, it's insane, and I would not put money on it. But here's where I, I would argue that one of the reasons Florida State proves a bigger point than Florida is that and it's fine. Anthony Richardson, I think he is going to be in the Heisman he's conversation. A dude now. He's, he's, he's a, a dude. He's a guy that we're going to must see TV. But now. We should we we should have already known that was going to take place. The real question for me was the Florida defense, which has been non-existent the last couple of years, and they actually they stepped up. They played that was good. But the chances of Florida going to an SEC title game compared to the chances of Florida State going to an ACC title game, to me, there is vast separation. If you were going to ask me who has the better chance of winning a conference championship, it's Florida State. Florida State, by what they did against LSU, their chances of going to Charlotte, I think have shot up exponentially, whereas Florida, as good as they are, guess what's going to happen when they play Georgia? It's going to be a big old (laughs) dump. See, but so now you're changing, you're, you're moving the goalposts because you said who proved the most in week one of college football. Florida proved the most. You didn't say who has the best chance of no, making I'm it to the conference Florida championship State, game. To me, I, they proved more to me because they have proven that in the ACC, I think that it's a lower they bar. could. It, fine. That's <laughs> it's a way fine, lower bar. But, but you got to live in college football reality. Yeah. And, and I mean, fine, <laughs> Florida proved a point that maybe they beat a top 10 the team. Bar okay. is, so much lower to beat a Brian Kelly LSU yeah. team who, who was having trouble at the quarterback position, didn't know who they were going to start a week ago, opposed to playing the, like Theo said, the team that people did have penciled in to get to the college football playoff, the seventh-ranked team in the country, the Florida Gators with the kid. Nobody has a clue what he's going to do or what to expect from him. Goes in and does his thing. You know what? You know who? No, what? Nobody's going to – no one's going to remember going into <laughs> next year or two years from now? When Florida went nine and three and played in the Gator Bowl, whereas Florida oh, State, yes. you know, people remember Florida State winning. It's a, the they're ACC. not going to do that. It, I mean, even if they do do that, like it won't be. Who's, who's going to expect anything different? The bar is so much lower. You play in the SEC opposed to what we've seen pitiful, pitiful performances from the ACC this past weekend. Like the okay. bar is so much lower. Okay, that's fine. But again, no one's going to remember a nine and three Florida team. They're going to remember when uh, Florida State won their division and went to Charlotte. Well, now you're going away. They still have to beat Clemson. I understand that, and I know Clemson looks very beatable. Clemson looked extremely ordinary last night. But oh. by the time they play each other, maybe Clemson has a different quarterback. So that's all I'm saying is that at Florida, I think sometimes there is this thought amongst Gators fans that ah. Uh, we're always going to be in contention for national championships. That is not the case. They won't be. They're going to be. Like Florida, if they, to me, if Florida each year goes 9-3 and three, and maybe once every four years they beat Georgia, hey, good times. Awesome. You should be a happy bunch. Florida State was near dead, near flat line. The 4th and 14 against Miami, they started CPR. There was the chest compressions, and there was the mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, and then they, they came back. For, they saw white light. Florida State's football program saw a white light. They were about out. 
And then all of a sudden now, they're thriving. They're going through <laughs> rehab. They're regaining the ability to walk after they're tumbled on the side of the mountain. They broke a couple of vertebrae, maybe a, 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 a cervical break. Okay, but now uh, they're walking if, again. Let's and they consider beat LSU. The they're jumping. They're leaping. Can if we please I'm, consider the opponent? If I'm another team, a good team, a contender at that, I would much rather see Florida State this weekend than I would the Florida Gators oh, after sure. what we've seen this weekend. Who's the better team to you? Florida State. I'd have or to Florida. see him head to head. <laughs> yeah, and, and I like Florida. I like Florida. I like Florida favored by a touchdown. We saw it at the end of the year last year. Yeah, and that was, but that was a close game. That was I a know. close game. And who looks much better this year? Much, both, much both better. Both. better. It both was an better. awesome both. debut from Napier to beat the number seven hey, ranked Utah. Hey, Come on. Now. When's the last time the Pac-12 has been in the college football playoff? Oh wait! Justin, what are you trying to say? What, what? are you saying? Maybe Utah got a little bit of a favor when it came to <laughs> I mean, the when only, it came the, to putting the polls together. The only reason me and Theo don't have the ability to throw the ACC playoff back in your face is because Dabo, and he brought the Clemson Tigers but there. And if he didn't do that, then we would Dabo be having the same Dabo conversation. Alone. From a national perspective, what's more impressive, beating Utah? Say you're a casual college football fan. Okay. What's more impressive? Beating Utah or beating LSU, and I guarantee you, Florida State beating LSU resonates more than beating Utah. Why okay. are you bringing the casuals into this? Yeah. We're just not supposed to be because bringing the, the casuals ca- into this. There's more casuals if, out there than right. people what that are if, on the inside. What if Utah ends up running the table and Florida beats one of the best teams in the country because in they week can't one? Be in the playoff. Do you know? Do you know what casuals pay attention to? The AP poll, and when I look at the AP you know what poll, casuals pay attention to the SEC. The little number next to Utah's name says seven. Not there anymore. Is, there is no little number next to LSU. <laughs> there is no little number. In fact, there's a man who fakes an accent and grinds on his players. I am like. And, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure beating a team with at least a coach who's not doing that is a yeah. little more impressive. Actually, can we can we hear Brian Kelly one more time <laughs> at a halftime on ESPN Sunday night? Because you remember that the last time we really truly heard from Brian Kelly, he was at a LSU basketball game after being hired away from Notre Dame, and he's talking about how I appreciate you <laughs> and uh, bringing us in as part of the family. 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 And then, this is Brian Kelly on Sunday night. Opportunities there in that first half as you're only down by four. What was your message? Uh, we can't play any worse than that, I don't think. I mean, it's my first game. Maybe what we can. What happened to the accent? Where'd the accent go? Where's the family? I guess it comes and goes. It comes and it depends based on the on arena he, yeah. acoustics. It, it, based on how well LSU's yeah. playing, based on how cocky Brian Kelly is feeling. Like if they if they beat Alabama this year, he's gonna say, "I appreciate all my brethren, <laughs> my brothers and my sisters here in Baton Rouge." Oh, when they play Alabama, like think about this. LSU is gonna like. Are they a six seven win team this year? I don't After know. not winning that game, I don't know. I would have to look at their schedule, but it could get ugly this year for them. I'm just, I think Florida State being near death and then coming back and beating LSU proves a bigger point than a team that we knew already had a Heisman candidate at quarterback. A team that honestly, because of that, we didn't know should that. have gotten the job done at home anyways, prime time on a Saturday night against a Pac-12 team. That's all I'm saying. I, I can't believe you guys are phonies not giving any sort of credence to Miami putting up 70 I think, uh, on Saturday. I think Florida State's win over LSU was so weak that I'd be willing to argue Miami. The Hurricanes proved more in Holy week one Jesus. because if I was willing to say that the change of culture, what Cristobal just showed us in the first or second drive of the game was more impressive than what Florida State showed us. When Cam Kitchens, Miami safety, made that diving interception, Oof. spiked the ball, 
got an unsportsmanlike conduct, right? Usually the chain comes out. Manny Diaz is, is smiling, and, and the fans are doing what they're doing, but Mario Cristobal sat that defense down on the bench All right. and absolutely ripped into these I'm guys. A- and as far as corny fans and meatballs, that's the change of culture. That stuff uh, usually translates. Jesus gagged me. Uh, opposed to, uh, I'm not even. I'm not even a believer you in that stuff. Chains fans are the biggest damn. F- I'll, I'll I'm not even. In a second, I'll explain in a second. Let's take some calls, and then I'm about to. <laughs> take, I'm about to take you to college football. Shirts, Labanowitz. <laughs> Which team proved the most this weekend? The Canes, the Gators, or the Knolls? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Which team proved the most this weekend of the big three? Canes, Gators, or Knowles? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I say Florida State. Theo and Stone say, uh-uh, you're a dumbass. No way. It's Florida. Mm. Canes, Gators, or Knowles? Who proved the most this weekend? Let's start in Lake Worth with Kevin. Kevin's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Kev? How we doing, fellas? Good, brother. Okay, Stone. Tag me in, all right? I'm gonna gotcha. Go with your, <clears throat> I'm going to go. keep going. Now, face value, it's 1,000% Florida, Florida State, then Miami. Florida beat the number seven team ranked in the, in the country. You don't have to say that they're Utah. They were the number seven team in the t- country, and they beat them. Uh, Florida State beat LSU, great win. But if you actually looked at the games and watched, it was LSU versus Florida State was just like – which team was going to mess up less? Mm. And it just was Florida State messed up less than LSU. That was a rough game to watch. You look at Miami, I'm I'm still going to put them number two behind Florida, regardless of what I'm saying here. But like Stone said, if Cam Kitchens catches that interception with Manny Diaz, Manny Diaz smiling, saying, oh, yeah, let's put on the turnover chain, and not actually addressing the problem of that in a real game, not against Bethune-Cookman, in a real game, that's going to cost us yards. That's going to cost us opportunities. Mario Cristobal, 3 nothing, First game of his, uh, of his career at Miami as a, as a head coach is ripping <laughs> into his defense. Oh and then you guys want to talk about Anthony Richardson and Jordan Travis and how they looked. You, y'all are forgetting that TVDs at Miami. And, oh, oh well, you know, Anthony Richardson, he's a sophomore. So is uh, Tyler Van Dyke with a new offense. So it's not like he's like uh, a seasoned vet that, that has been doing this for three years in the same offense. He did it for six games, I think, six or seven games, and then got a brand-new offensive system and got a perfect passer rating in his first game. You can't do that in practice, and he did this in a game. I'm very excited to see with Miami, but – Ultimately, it was Florida that was the like that's the marquee win. Appreciate the call, Kev. All right, <laughs> I need to gather myself, and we'll keep taking your calls. Mm-hmm. Which team proved most this weekend? The Canes, the Gators, or the Knolls? I say FSU. Stone and Theo say Florida. Kevin and Lake Worth says Miami proved more playing Bethune Cookman than than Florida State did beating LSU, and part of that is because Mario Cristobal yelled at Cam Kitchens after an interception. I am... Let's talk about Mario Cristobal and the key components to the Cristobal Canes program because you Canes fans are damn phonies. Phonies. Ridiculous. We're going to sit here and celebrate 
yelling at players for mm-hmm. celebrating, and that's the change in the Canes culture that everybody's looking for? You fools. I'll explain when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm so angry right now. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, it made me so hot when Mario Cristobal yelled at his player for celebrating. Oh, it's a new era in Kane's football. Jesus, God. Are you guys serious? Oh, coach me so hard, Daddy. Mm-hmm. That's what you people are turning into. <laughs> are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. I am appalled by what I'm hearing right now from Canes fans. And I saw it on Twitter over the weekend, and I had a feeling this was going to happen. So, again, recap what happened with Cam Kitchens, if you could, Stone, on, on Saturday in the win over Bethune-Cookman. So, Miami goes down 3-0. to zero. Answer quickly. So, now Miami's up 7-3. to Bethune-Cookman, quarterback, overthrows go route on the outside. Cam Kitchens makes a crazy play. He was in playing middle of field safety. Ends up diving out for this ball, pancaking out, makes a great grab on the sideline, immediately takes it and spikes it. Ref throws the flag on sportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards. Immediately, Mario Cristobal grabs the defense, throws everyone on the bench, whether it's a D lineman all the way to the secondary, and starts ripping into them. Do it on the scoreboard! Do it on the scoreboard! And just kind of ripped Cam Kitchens a new one. And yeah, it it did get things moving for uh, (laughs) Kane's Twitter. So, Theo, this is my issue, okay? Because every single year... I, uh, I I see Canes fans celebrating the history, right, and celebrating the the interception and the touchdown and the run down the tunnel and Michael Irvin dancing and the bad boy Canes and the swagger. It's part of the legacy. It's part of the tradition. Boy, oh boy, do Canes fans love that turnover chain. I go to at least one Canes tailgate every year that coincides with an FAU bye week because my wife is a season ticket holder and an alum. And, uh, man, oh, man, I can't tell you over the years how many fake turnover chains I've seen in the mm. West parking lots of yes. uh, Hard Rock Stadium. I mean, all over the place and how much swagger and gold and all that stuff is. So you mean to tell me that we're going to sit here and make an example of Manny Diaz. Uh, we're going to say, oh, Mario Cristobal, this man is changing the program. This is what we were looking for because he is going to performative coach. On the sideline, we want discipline. Oh, man, the turnover chain is what ailed us. Manny Diaz is what ailed us. Mario Cristobal, we're going to win a national title now because he yelled at his players. That is, you people are all hypocritical. It's all about the you or hypocritical. <laughs> That's you. I cannot believe you Canes fans that t- make sure that everybody knows how much swagger 
you have. And the 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 braggadocio that's gone mm. with being a Canes fan and the 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 bling and the turnover chain and all these things that set you apart. There's no program like us. It's why we're always going to be relevant. You realize you're always going to be relevant because you've always been the flashiest program. So you mean to tell me that you're going to start touching yourself over Mario Cristobal <laughs> yelling at the players for getting excited over an interception? You hypocrites! Hey, can I can I jump in here, please? I've been letting y'all go back and forth about this one. I've been you know reserving Nonsense. judgment. Um, I'm a Canes fan. I fell in love with the Canes football program from afar from Houston because of the flavor that they play with, because <laughs> of the amount of exuberance, the amount that they they showed their passion not only through the plays but also after it and beyond. And and I'm sure back then um, some things went a little bit overboard. The difference is the Canes had the talent and they were winning while doing it back then. That's why it's more celebrated. In the past 10 years – I mean, when you're breaking out the turnover chain in that Alabama game when you're down by 30. <laughs> that wasn't a great great look. It's it's lame. So it becomes corny when you're not winning. I'm a big fan. Like, I, I'm a fan of Kanye's music, and I was always a fan of his disposition because he was damn good, and he let you know about it, and he performed that way too. As a Canes fan, seeing this team, again, against a Bethune-Cookman team, and you do dive and get the interception, and it's nice. It's a good moment for you. Him spiking the ball, getting that penalty. I like the fact that Crystal Ball – you know, got into him. Ugh. I know it was performative. It was it was a it's little goofy. Totally performative. It was. I oh, think it's more corny than the late listen, stages. No, no, of listen, no, 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 listen, no, 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 listen. But, but we've learned it, who he was. But Mario does not play these games. He's per- it's not performative. But Mario, Mario is a little performative as well with the because he knows that he knows. that that fools like Stone are nothing be like lapping it up like yeah. no, oh, Mario. Nothing oh, about God. Mario Cristobal is performative. It, no, no, nothing. No, no, Please no, discipline more. He's not bred like that. It is. It is. We've heard from too many people who know him. We've heard from. Him. Give me more care. discipline, Mario. Oh I, God, yeah. I could tell. I could tell when it's real. I could tell when it's authentic. Also, in this post game press conference, are you kidding me right now? Bringing the I'm whole defense to the bench, dude. But, but he knows where the cameras are. Yeah, he knew. He knows exactly what he's doing because he wants Canes fans to say it's a new era. He's trying to wow. buy wow. into the whole. He's trying to get wow. everybody to buy into the whole thing. Wow. In one of his answers, leave in the, in the real Mar- world. Stone. Mario Cristobal is who we're doing this about. All right. No, I mean that's fine. The dude that's is fine. good. That's he's fine. good. I'm not. But he's not performative, and none of that was fake. It was a okay. There are stories bro. of him taking like high school kids, like if you were supposed to like walk, not walk on the track, walk around on the field, and you one kid walked on the track, that like he was like physically, like there are so many. This guy's not okay. performing. Okay, this is what I'll say. The was, none of that was fake. The discipline is good because we saw in a U, in a UNC team, a team that made several mistakes down the end of that game to let App State keep on scoring, and then the onside kick recovery yeah. touchdown. You saw a lot of undisciplined plays. That kept that game alive. We saw in in the uh, Florida State LSU game, it was nothing but undisciplined plays the whole fourth quarter that kept that game alive and then letting the team drive on you 99 yards. So I do like that he is getting ahead of it in a game that doesn't matter as much. And, and setting a tone for the season, it was a little performative for him to do it right yeah, there in front of the Yeah, to do cameras. it against Bethune-Cookman yeah. in week one and bring the whole defense over. Bring them all. Like if he just that went, is performative. I'm sorry. If he just went and got him and, and said it, I yeah. would have felt more yeah, authentic absolutely. about it. But him trying to get everyone. Let me get right. everybody together Because here. that means that he knows the cameras are coming. He waited he, for the cameras to exactly. get over there. He <laughs> knows that the newspaper writers in the press box can see that. They're going to ask yeah. him about it after the game. Listen, I'm not saying that it's wrong. What I'm saying is that it's kind of corny. It's okay? a little corny. If you loved the turnover chain but thought it was getting stale at the end and got a little bit corny, 
then you got to admit this was a little bit corny too, okay? I'm not saying that the result, it, it might result in this being a team that doesn't commit penalties, that makes the right decision. That's, of course, what you want in a football program. But Canes fans that are, are in the parking lot all decked out in their gold and in their fake turnover change and in the you invented swagger shirts and all that stuff, you can't sit there then and tell me this is what the Canes needed when Mario Cristobal brings his whole defense over to dress them down on the sideline against Bethune-Cookman. Don't be like that. Don't be a hypocrite, okay? Just admit it was performative, and we'll move on, and we'll get ready for next weekend. So in practice, it was, it, it was two months ago, and the same, same situation happened. This kid caught an interception. He was a freshman. Same deal. Spiked it. A ref, a, a, a hired ref, probably got paid $45 to ref their scrimmage. Kid spiked it, ref through the flag again, and Mario Cristobal took this guy over by, away from everybody else and ripped him a new one. And you could hear him saying that, you know, if you want to go, you can go. I'll send you out of here myself. Tell your parents to come meet me in my office. Like, this is what he does. Okay. This is normal. And we haven't seen any of this because we haven't watched any Oregon games. This is normal behavior. This is tick for tack what he's done everywhere he's been. Did, did it work in that practice? Yes, it worked in that practice. Well, yes, it know. worked at Oregon too. It just I mean he did everywhere, it again in the game. Though. Everywhere he's been, they've had success and he's been the same way. He's dressed his players down and tried to to get rid of the cancers in the locker room. None of that was fake. God forbid some nerd with the camera wants to get 5 feet from Cristobal. If he was on the other side of the field, Cristobal still would have been doing that to his defense. That's no, how that's we are right. in media now. Where we're going to stick no. the camera in someone's here's face. Here's my challenge. Here's here's my challenge to Kane's fans. You're going to see it all okay. season. Why does the guy with the camera have to be a nerd too? But yeah, what are you talking about, bro? You wish you Yeah, we're the media. Wish you're damn you right I wish. Yes. You, yeah. you want to be that nerd. I would have been that nerd. <laughs> and I, I would have <laughs> denied guy. that. But but here's my challenge for Kane's fans, okay? Uh when I go to a tailgate this year, I'm going to the Florida State game and I'm going to the North Carolina game, okay? What I expect to see for Canes fans that are going to tailgate, okay, especially in that west lot. That's the most reckless lot. That's where the danger happens, okay? Uh, instead of all of the, the you invented swagger shirts and the stripper poles and the fake turnover chains, because they're still going to exist, Yeah, you like discipline so much? You like discipline so much? Here's my challenge to you. Throw out the booze. Throw out the beer. <laughs> Get rid of the stripper poles. You know what you should be having? Yeah. You should be properly hydrating in the parking lot. No alcohol. Let's go straight edge. And tuck okay. your shirt in. Yeah, tuck your shirt in. Polos and, and Pol- khakis. Polos and khakis. <laughs> go full Florida Gators. Yeah. Okay? And I want I want just water. Hydrate in that parking lot. You can be amongst your friends. Maybe read a book. Maybe have a, a, a card game. Okay? But discipline. And then go in the stadium and enjoy your, your Mario Cristobal yelling at the entire defense. Okay? That's my challenge to you, Canes fans. That's my challenge to you. I don't want to see one damn that you invented swagger if you're going to sit here and say, oh, it made me so hot when Mario Cristobal yelled at the defense. It's a really, really good point because I think if you go back and look at the Just guys' Twitters fun. who are quote-tweeting, you know, this is what we needed, go back a year down the road, obviously they were talking about swagger and this and that. Like, it's hilarious. Yeah, what you needed is to have a team that can actually tackle. Yeah. And some and a lot of those tackling woes, based on what I saw against Bethune Cookman, haven't exactly yeah. been sorted out. It's there. almost like it's institutional, and maybe it's going to be more than just one off season to fix these things. Talking about performative, what do you make of this guy sweating his balls off in a three point stance, working with the offensive defensive line pregame at Hard Rock Stadium? I mean, 
Come on. Uh, what do you personally think? This dude's in a three-point stance getting after it, getting hands and chest. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty performative, Yeah, too. Brent Venables uh, runs the steps and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, what, what Brent are we Venables, doing? that's not fake. That's extremely performative, too. No, it's not. So he didn't have any other time to run the steps yeah. of the stadium? Yeah. He had to wait Honestly, till I would argue that he didn't, based off of just my tiny window of experience that, no, he didn't. Too much that's when he had going, time. Huh? Just too much blowing and going <laughs> on some serious stuff. Too yeah. much blowing and going. He's Listen. I'm gonna get in right here. God forbid there's a kid in the stands or a media person with a phone camera. He's not worried about them. He's trying to go get some sweat on. And he also wants to make sure the fans see him working. Yeah. Mario wants to shoot no the fans way. see him working. Mario wants to make sure the fans see him dressing down the entire defense. Hey, Listen, I'm not saying it's Stones. wrong. Yeah, it is working but for this Stones. Is Stone I'm not is, a corny guy. Stone is kissing. <laughs> you, we talked about this the other day. I am not a corny guy. <laughs> we, me and Ken Who got ever it. says that? We, because he was going to say meatball or whatever. When it comes to like, uh, we talked about no, Dan Campbell dressing his team down in the, in the corner. I never football, got off no, to that kind of stuff. Football fans love that. But I don't get off to that kind of stuff. I, I truly don't. Really do. It depends who You've it is. You've been getting off to it for the past 30 minutes. Yeah. But Crystal Ball is not fake, so I can buy into it. I'll buy a ticket to that show because he's not a fraudulent dude. None of that stuff is out of his okay, characteristics. That's, no, that's fine. That's him. So what are we doing? That's great. That's him. But just admit. That you are lapping this stuff up. No, I'm because not. Because you're a football You, you just fine. casual to me. I'm saying, why is it not casual to you guys? None of this is performative. You brought it up. You brought it up. I think that it's working for them, and I think it was more of a story and more productive for them to do than it was Florida State beating that sorry LSU team. That's why I brought it up. There's more to take from the Bethune-Cookman game. So Mario Cristobal beating Bethune-Cookman by 70 and dressing down his defense after an interception uh, and an impromptu celebration, that sent a bigger message to you than Mike Norvell in Florida State that have basically been DOA the last two and a half seasons beating LSU? That sloppy coin flip of a game that was hard to even keep on. Everything that I was seeing that I agreed with was, Am I going to keep watching this game? Yes, I am. You could get it off your TV. It was whoever was going to fold first. Whoever was going to make less mistakes was going to win that game. No one's worried about Florida State and the ACC. They made less mistakes. They made less mistakes. That's something. I don't understand, Theo, why Stone just can't admit that he he loves when coaches... Discipline. He does. He loves. I, I he literally loves when hate it. Get in their face. You can't. But say I you literally can't say that. And I say don't you, work that as a player. I'm only disputing it because you guys are saying what's performative. I don't love it myself. But you as a but player, but I don't agree that it's performative. But you as a player is different than you, the meatball football fan. No, wrong. I still. I, I. It's about how you coach your guys and how it works for you. To say it was performative is false. Speak to anybody who knows Mario Cristobal. None of that was performative. I, I, you guys, to, to guys who know Mario Cristobal, we, we sound like dopes. You sound like dopes for saying that. That that was performative. Is that he, he flexing on us because he knows I think Mario Cristobal? I've, I've shaken his hand once, but I know that where he's been, he'll literally choke a kid out and body slam him no matter well, who's around good. or what's watching. <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't like that's that coaching. That's the discipline Stone wants. I don't Stone like that coaching style. Yeah, st- yeah, Stone wants. A little SNM, man. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't like that coaching style, but to call it performative, I think is cheap, and it's lazy. It's crap that that was even done. He also, in the post-game press conference, made mention about how he wears uh, similar clothing every day. And my thing is, if you're going to be guy... He's a military guy. If you're going to be guy who wears similar clothing every day, don't be the one to bring up that you're doing it. It kind of defeats the purpose. Just do it, and then, yeah, then you're being listen, more time efficient. What if you keep getting asked every day, hey, coach, you wore that shirt yesterday, he and he like, finally has to dress it. But no, he addressed it unsolicited, trying to talk about how he's such a no-nonsense but guy. I'm you like, realize right. the majority of football fans... 
They love that stuff. I'm not saying that anything Mario did was wrong. Yeah. I'm saying I can see through it. Playing to the crowd. Exactly, because he's playing to the crowd. That makes him he smart. He care about the and crowd. And he understands, especially <laughs> with the Canes fan base, there is a lot of meatballs yeah. to to influence. And he already has them on his side. He knows what he's doing. The first 15, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, the first bad 15-yard penalty the Canes were going to commit, whether it was going to be Bethune-Cookman or this coming weekend. Who do they play this weekend? Uh, Southern Miss. If it happened against Southern Miss, he was going to bring that unit over oh, yeah. and dress him down because he's trying to set a tone. He's trying to send a message to the, the Canes fans, just like he did with the turnover chain, making sure that that was the story of ACC kickoff, and then nobody has let it go since. It's gone. Uh, like, he's doing that on purpose, okay? So, Stone, I'm not saying it's bad, but embrace your inner meatball. You like it. He's mad it that makes he got you feel good. He caught the bait. He's mad that yeah. he's like he caught the, the mouse trap cheese. Right, and, and it's okay. Yeah, it's your fine, bro. Many mouse before you have fell for the cheese yeah. trap. I cannot believe this is happening. <laughs> I cannot believe this is what? happening. Because you guys are talking about taking the bait. You guys are the one thinking that it's trendy to go against the grain and that it was performative when you that is the fault that is the wrong side to stand on. That calling Mario Cristobal performative and saying that Kane's Twitter takes the bait and someone like me takes the bait who doesn't even get down to that style of coaching is the lazy way no, out of this one. He's done this every single place that he's been. I would say. And to not take notice to it on your guys' no. part at Oregon or FIU, which you've seen it firsthand, it's crap. He's done this everywhere he's been. I, None of this was fair. I would say you, sh you should be performative, though. Like, uh, Lane yeah. Kiffin was performative. Him throwing the, the the clipboard up in the air after a big play, that's performative. Uh, Nick Saban, sometimes how, how mad he gets, that's performative. Dabo is a living, breathing oh, yeah. actor on the sideline, yeah. okay? Brent Venable's blowing and going and whatever he's doing. Like that's performative. It's fine. I don't know why you're getting offended but by this. You've been Mike Norvell is a human piece of white bread. He needs to be sure. more performative because the win over LSU, if that didn't happen, it would just be it, not only Florida State not making a leap, but Florida State being boring because Mike Norvell is inherently boring. He is the embodiment of vanilla ice cream. Like he's just there. You're checking receipts, and you go to Dabo, right? And you go to the other guys that you say have been reported. You can find hypocrisy. Like, you can find them saying one thing and doing another. You go back to 2000, and I don't know what, with Mario Cristobal, his receipts all say the same thing. So to call it performative based off of no facts going down his history is, is, why is, is not offended by it. It doesn't make him an inauthentic person no. or a performative person. It's just the act was yeah. performative. He's he's trying to influence. It's disrespectful to him almost. It's not disrespectful. It's disrespectful because it, uh, it's not his fault that there are more cameras around and more eyes on him to see him do what he's been doing for years now, <sighs> years on end. Or he just knows how to play the game so much that he has uh, completely brainwashed you, which means you're a great coach. It's okay, and that's the thing. He's so good at this that he <laughs> yeah. has you hooked too. Exactly. I'm not hooked. I didn't even. I don't. I'm not hungry for the bait they put on the hook. I don't. I don't. No. I don't like that. You're not that hungry stuff. anymore. You satisfied your 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 hunger. Yeah. yeah, by watching Florida, the Florida Gators <laughs> prove the point, that, that, you know, you the, know as far is? as the big three Stone, in Florida. Stone is a disciplined truther. Yeah. He, he is, this is what Mario does, and now you're going to expect it every week. Yeah. You want, you want him to it, give him a spank. And I'm not, worried, I, I'm not worried about that. I'll, we'll see it every week because it's in the DNA. None of this was performative. It's a lazy, okay. disrespectful take. What was, um, what was more corny? The late stages of the turnover chain or Mario Cristobal dressing down the defense after a 15-yard penalty on Saturday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I think it was a little corny what Mario Cristobal did. I think it was a little performative what Mario Cristobal did. Uh, I think it's hypocritical of Kane's fans to say, oh, God, yes, this is what the program needed. But it makes him a good coach. 
He's where he's at because he knows how to cater to the fan base. And uh, the meatballs love it. And that's who you're aiming for. You need to get the meatballs on board before you get anybody else on board. Okay? Well, it was more corny. Late stages of the turnover chain like Theo mentioned. Uh, busting it out down 30 against Alabama. Oof. Or Mario Cristobal dressing down the entire defense after a 15-yard penalty against Bethune-Cookman. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Ask Steves. We're about to get smarter, I promise, when we come back. That's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.